Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode, the final episode of 2022. And it turns out it is the 400th episode of SLC Punkcast. There are 400 episodes out, including this one, that you can go out and listen to over on SLCPunkcast.com and all the other places that we talk about at the end of the show. Yes, and that is not inclu- that is not discluding Punkanoi worldwide. Right. This is, uh, yeah. Pretty much every single episode that this whole podcast network has ever released. Yes. So 400 here, and to be honest, I don't know, 175 to 200 or so, probably over on Punkanoi Worldwide, but we're not adding those up. SLC Punkcast, it's its own thing. Eric and I are here to do that thing, and we are going to get into it. No interviews on this one. Uh, but some cool stuff to get to. Eric will elaborate more as we get into those areas. But before mm-hmm. we do that, as we do, we'll talk about some new stuff that is coming out that we are either having checked out, will check out, or and or you should all check out. So I'm going to start back on December 17th. Les Partisans, they released two tracks. Radicalement, Compatibles, there's two tracks there. On the 18th, Little Willie released Our Time is Few, which is a single. Attack Total released Total Attack. I like that. Uh, EP, that's on Common People Records. Uh, Imagine that. That would be like Little Willie releasing Willie Little. (laughs) (laughs) Willie Little. (laughs) It it doesn't have the same ring as when you say uh, Attack Total and Total Attack. Yeah, it's sort of like taking taking a state of being to more of an observation. Yes. <laughs> it's like total attack. Attack total. Right. Yeah, the attack total is the state of being, but total attack, that's like, holy shit. <laughs> Some of these can work, and I will elaborate as we go. Uh, that attack total releases on the 21st on Common People. On the 22nd, Nauseous released two new tracks. They're out of Chicago. We uh, went and saw them a few months back here in Salt Lake. Uh, they released War Crimes and Russian Roulette. City Saints released Punk and Roll Double LP. It's out there. You can check it out. It's, that was on the 23rd. And you can say Saints City. See, that can work. Hey. Uh, yeah, there you can, you can say that. Next one. It's like one is a person, another is a place. Right? Uh, next up is Hunting Lions on the 23rd. They released a new single called The City. They have a new release coming out, and uh, the first release of the band Hunting Lions, and we'll get, talk more about that. But Lions it can, Hunting. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to do that, too. Exactly. Yeah. See, some, some of them out there, you can, you can reverse it. Is so it? <laughs> Hunting Lions at some point could release an album called Lions Hunting. Yeah. I mean, one is the <laughs> act of, whereas the other is the victim. Exactly. I like it, and it could happen. Uh, the next one, probably not so much. The Decline, they released I Never Cared About Christmas, a single that was released on P Records. Decline thus, he just doesn't work. Doesn't work everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but we'll, we'll be talking more about how that doesn't work later on in this episode. Exactly. Also on the 23rd, <laughs> Mainline 10, they released a new single, Not Without You. Harbor Rebels came out with a new LP. I listened to a couple tracks. I definitely want to get to the rest. I like Harbor Rebels out of Germany. They released Rebels Are Back, 23rd. On the 24th, Alarm Stufe Gird, I think they're from Germany as well, released a self-titled on Spastic Fantastic Records. On the 27th, 
Liberty or Death Records released their Punk and Ska Volume 2, which is also the Volume 2 of fight animal abuse compilations that they put out. Uh, I recommend, you, you definitely go check it out. I picked it up. Uh, the funds, I think they're asking seven bucks. You can always donate more if you want. But the money goes to uh, an animal, I think it's a no-kill animal shelter. Definitely you should support stuff like that. I think that it, great cause. I like it. And so many awesome tracks, which I'll talk more about uh, later, probably on the next episode. But you should go check it out. It's already released. Go look at Liberty or Death Records on Bandcamp. That was 27th. On the 28th, Haste, or Heist, H-A-E-S-T, they released Someone Else Has Pissed My Jeans. That's a single that was released on TNS Records. Nice. <laughs> and then on the 28th, Caramba, GML, Three Punks Crew, they're from Belarus, uh, released a single, Caramba hyphen Bledy, B-L-E-D-Y, and I'm not sure if what any of that is that what I'm saying is accurate, but I like it. I think I played that band over on Punkanoi Worldwide when I played bands from Belarus, and that is spelled K-A-R-R-A-M-B-A, -R -R -A -A. so if you want to go check it out, you should. On the first, One of Us is supposed to release, self-titled One of Us on Melodic Punk Style. Iggy Pop is coming out with a new release called Every Loser, which will be out on January 6th, and The Heck is releasing a new single called On My Nerves, which will be on January 6th. That's all I've got. There's a whole bunch that had kind of some unknown release dates, uh, and The Struggle is one of those. It's supposed to be coming out early January, so I'll point that out. I don't January know. 10th. There you go. At the time I had looked at it, I didn't have the release date. So January 10th, a little outside the normal window, but be on the lookout for some new Endless Struggle. Oh, I am. It was like their first release in, fuck, 20 years? Something like that. Long time, people. Man, I can't remember the last time, the, the last album they released. It's been a, it's been a while. I'll it has. We'll have to check up on that. I'll be looking forward to hearing some more, and uh, we'll definitely be playing them at some point on the show. Eric, that's all on my list. What's on yours? Uh, not very much. There is, um, uh, though I will say, I did play a little bit of catch-up, and I got around to listening to the new Jigsaw Youth single, No Mercy. Cool. And uh, Jigsaw Youth, uh, I remember the last uh, time I was talking about them on the single they released prior to this. can't remember what it was called, but... I remember pointing out how it seemed to be a conglomeration of a lot of, uh, of a lot of uh, metal and punk styles, sort of a garage rock and that new metal ambiance with, uh, you know, just the just sort of the background noise, the body filler, pretty much. And right. it was good. It was good stuff. I enjoyed it. And this new one, it feels uh, not so much punk rock. Feels more like an alternative metal track. Okay. I'm like, yeah, that, okay, it's good, but. I can't exactly bring myself to say it's a punk rock song, at least not in this, yeah, not in this uh, setting. Okay. So it's, uh, so yeah, I may play it, I may not, maybe not, a, maybe not in the traditional lineup, but, <laughs> but we'll see. I'll give it a few more listens, consider, see if I consider it worthy, as it were. <laughs> uh, but anyway, moving hey, on. the from, time slots oh. are limited, right? We only have so many slots we put on the show, only so much time we record per episode. Mm-hmm. Valued, by, at least by the two of us. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. And also, I got I to gotta point out Paranoid. I listened to the Great Reset single, and it is a great single. I have to listen to it a few more times because I want to play one of them on this, uh, one of the songs from their single on this show. We'll just see, we'll just see what comes out. Nice. And I finally gave more of a listen to Blood Clot's Souls. And I finally, finally have developed an opinion about it. Awesome. So, 
So we're going to talk about Blood Clot because I will be playing one of their songs. <laughs> well, we're at that point then. Let's talk about some Blood Clot. Yeah, let's talk about Blood Clot. If, uh, I've talked about them on this show a few times before. There was the one time I talked about, uh, talked about them back in uh, 2018 uh, in sort of remembrance of uh, Todd Youth. It was the one-year anniversary of his death. And he was their guitarist for their first album, Up in Arms. But Blood Clot's history goes back a lot further than that. It was actually a band that... Uh, John Joseph started in the 1980s with his friends in the Bad Brains Road Crew. And they never really released anything. They played a few shows, but then it just sort of, you know, fell by the wayside. <laughs> but he brought it back to, he brought it back in the uh, 2000s and they released their first album, official album in 2009. That was Burn Babylon Burn. And then Up in Arms came out in 2017. And that was their the first lineup that was really what I consider to be the hardcore supergroup that right. had Nick Oliveri and Joey Castillo from Queens of the Stone Age, respectively. But uh, Joey Castillo has been a fill-in drummer. He's kind of on the he's kind of on par with Josh Fr Josh Freeze. He's played <laughs> in every fucking band. Awesome. Currently, he's playing in the Circle Jerks. That's cool. As a fill-in, no less. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and like I said, uh, Todd Youth from uh, Murphy's Law, Warzone, Agnostic Front, Danzig, so many fucking bands. I refer you to that episode <laughs> when we, <laughs> if you want to know more about uh, Todd Youth's musical endeavors. And anyway, during the pandemic, they uh, disbanded and uh, all the members got busy with other things. But, you know, John Joseph is the core. He's the root of Blood Clot. And they brought it back together in 2021 with Tom Capone on guitar. He's from Quicksand and Bold. Manny Carrero from Burn, Still Suit, and Glassjaw on bass. And Darren Morgenthaler from Madball and Maximum Penalty on drums. Awesome. And they released their first single, un unbeknownst to me, Save the Robots. Oh, cool. But then I went to listen to Save the Robots, and I couldn't find the damn thing anywhere. You couldn't stream it anywhere. I'm like, what the fuck? Was this just sort of like a one-time uh, little tease? Or I don't know. I don't know. But, but they did end up uh, releasing a few more singles after that. The title track came out, Souls. I played that one on this show when it was fresh. And then they released uh, War Castles. And War Castles is one of my favorite songs on this record. It's got great thrashy riffs, and it's got those sick polyrhythmic speeds. It's, uh, yeah, it plays to their metal side a lot more. And also Unhinged is just a classic hardcore punk record. It is a record, hardcore punk song. It is just speedy the whole way for just clocking in a minute and 14 seconds. And it has no... It has no room for filler. It's just like a classic, like I said, a classic uh, hardcore song. That's awesome. I'm talking early 80s hardcore. <laughs> so the song that I chose today was Save the Robots. It was their first single, like I said, and it's got some pretty, uh, it's got some pretty blatant and, dare I say, obvious lyrics about it that enforces you to break the shackles of the material world and how it infiltrates our minds. It's like, well... Yes, arguably, it is still very prevalent to this day. In fact, maybe even more so with, uh, you know, social media and uh, what we, uh, what you and I were talking about prior to hitting the record button right. on how uh, news media outlets are all opinionated. All of it. Well, 
I'll say at least 90%, because 90% of them are yeah. owned by like six major corporations. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking lobbyists. Right? Oh, God. But so, yeah, as long as uh, the point is, as long as those, uh, those hardships are so prevalent in this day, there's always going to be somebody speaking out against them. Right. And here is uh, Blood Clot. Here is John Joseph, 40 years later, still preaching the message that Babylon is eating us alive. So here is Save the Robots. Pretty much, uh, that's pretty much blood clot in a nutshell. Nice. It's got your hardcore stuff in there. It's got your little uh, thrashy breakdown in the middle. And it has a nice little guitar solo and a nice little bass lead into that, too. And, and yeah, I got nothing bad to say about that song. I have nothing bad to say about at least five of the seven songs on this album. <laughs> now, this is, this is interesting because, uh, yeah, seven songs, that is, that is near half the length in you know, as opposed to their previous record, Up in Arms, that one had a uh, twelve songs to it, and yeah, the seven songs on this one, nearly half of the runtime is only twenty minutes, and one of them is a cover. So uh, yeah, I do have some uh, points to make on this album. You know, it is near perfect. It is near perfect, but it does have the low points. One of which is Infections. Infections. It sounds like a weak alternative metal song. It's not, that, it's not that great. And John's vocals, while I appreciate him, uh, his attempt of flexing his uh, vocal range, you know, he's more singing on this one. He's trying to be a little bit more melodic. Okay. 
but it just doesn't sound good. <laughs> it, I was never really a fan of his uh, singing voice. I was just like, and now like we have this four-minute song that's mostly all that. I'm just, oh, God. It is different. It's like a slower song, sort of like, uh, you know, if you want to compare it to his previous works, uh, The Seekers of the Truth and The Cro-Mags Age of Quarrel. You know, that's a, that's a slow one. It's definitely more of a head-banging one. <laughs> But people like that because it's still got the intensity. Right. This one, it's uh, sort of got a sense of urgency. But again, if he if there were like a di- if he just went with a different vocal pattern or vocal melodies, some people really love it. That they love the idea, I guess. That that like I said, he's going in a different direction with his vocals. I'm like, okay, that's good. I I can respect that. But can you make it sound good? <laughs> and talking about his vocals, that's what also uh, really kind of ruins their uh, Bad Brains cover. So, of course, it's John Joseph. He loves the Bad Brains. He worships the fucking Bad Brains. He was, you know, he basically lives in their shadow. <laughs> and why not? I mean, the Bad Brains are one of the most reputable hardcore bands. I mean, who the fuck doesn't love the Bad Brains? Well, maybe a few old school hardcore kids don't, but I don't know. I can't speak on behalf of them. I can't even name a name. But I can say that I love the Bad Brains. I have the lightning bolt tattooed on my calf, striking the word attitude. So, of course, John Joseph's going to be singing a Bad Brain song, which is How Low Can a Punk Get? And uh, yeah, good job, John. You actually got me thinking this. It's, <laughs> it's him trying to emulate HR's vocals. That's including all the little upward inflections and those little spastic shrieks that, yeah, got that DNA. It's like, it's good when HR does it, but when John Joseph does it, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it just, it doesn't sit well with me. I actually made a note here saying that it's, it's forced the song to a point where it teeters on parody. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God. You know, and the music is good. That's, uh, they do have a good, uh, there is a good backing band on this. But John, you can't be HR, no matter how much you try. <laughs> no matter how much you do, HR is, no one can be HR. Fair. You know, no matter how close to him that you were. I was there when they were recording the raw cassette. Yeah. Yes, you were. <laughs> good for you. Just, uh. If you're going to cover Bad Brains, I mean, covers are great when bands make it their own. You know, I we were talking about this on the, you know, on the previous episode with all the Clash songs that were cover songs, but right. became their own, it became classics in an, their own right. Right. And this uh, is not going to be that. <laughs> it's like you got to change the song enough to uh, play to your strengths. And John, this was not a strength of yours. <laughs> As if uh, I'm just talking to a wall because I don't think he's going to be listening to this one. But, hey, if that's why it's going to be fail. It's failing to make like a great cover-to-cover album for me. It's like those two low points. It's like if this was just a five-song blood clot EP, it would be flawless. I would, I would respect it a lot more. But this, uh, yeah, this thing that barely counts as an LP... Barely counts as a great cover-to-cover album. So 
I'll just listen to the five songs I really love on that. That is uh, the title track, War Castles, Unhinged, Save the Robots, and uh, Reflection. No, 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 not Reflection. Relentless. There we go. So, yeah, it's, uh, you might say it's a mixed bag, but the good outweighs the bad on this one. Oh, good. And also, I realized that in uh, talking about Blood Clot, I totally, I got so wrapped up into uh, talking about their single and their new album that I forgot to mention the other albums that were coming out <laughs> soon. So let me uh, backtrack on that. I got to, uh, I got to give a shout out to my friends in Simeon, r- formerly known as Rakshazi. And that was, that's my friend Drew's band. Drew, who uh, played bass in Anonymous all those years ago. He was our original bassist. Now he has a new band. And they just released a single on the 18th called Pseudo. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. Awesome. And on the 20th, the, the noise band in Salt Lake City, the noisy, crusty, whatever, Total Serial, released their demo. On the 27th, the Abusements released their single, Evil. That's Evel. E-V-E-L. Evel. Nice. And on the 6th, Anti-Flag will be releasing Lies They Tell Our Children. And like we said earlier, Endless Struggle will be releasing Where Do We Go on the 10th. Cool. I'm excited for that release especially. But that is to come in the next month and the next year. So keep your eyes open for that one. Start off the new year correctly with some, uh, you know, some killer new hits. Awesome. Anyway, that's all, the, that's all I have for the uh, new releases. Let's uh, continue, shall we? Excellent. Uh, we're going to keep the hardcore train rolling. Uh, the band, once, not the band, the label, One Scene Records, sent us a tape uh, for their new band, Wretch. Uh, they put out a cassette tape, which you can go find on the big cartel page of One Scene Records. Uh, go over to at One Scene Records HC over on Instagram, and you can go see the, the bands that they have, uh, Sworn Vengeance out of North Carolina, North, North Carolina, Northern California. I don't know where I got North Carolina from. Sworn Vengeance is awesome. I played a show with them back in uh, 2015. Awesome. And, and yeah, I was in this little, uh, this little sunglasses shop for uh, Rockwell Sunglasses. They just loaned out their back room and we played a show in there. That's awesome. Yep. And they were cool. They were cool people. I broke my bass string uh, during our set. And I saw their bassist. He just ran right out and came back with his bass. That's cool. <laughs> it was like, here, use this one. Just so impulsive like that. So reactionary. I appreciate that about him. That's wonderful. So, little shout out to uh, Sworn Vengeance. Those guys are awesome. They're on One Scene Records. Go check that out. You can go over to, like I said, that big cartel page. And Sworn Vengeance, all bets off. You can buy that for 7 bucks on a 7-inch there. Or you can get the green tapes. They only had 200 available, so you definitely got to get on that for Wretch. Wretch is from Spokane in Washington, which is Lilac City. I didn't know that. I know Portland is Rose City, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that would make sense, being up there in the north, some other flower. It wouldn't make sense if they were both Rose City. But uh, (laughs) this is what happens when you let the flower people take control. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, Spokane Band, uh, we want to thank uh, One Scene Records for sending that, and we're getting to check out uh, the awesome Wretch tape. Uh, the label is actually from Portland, so Portland is where the label's based. Go a little bit north, and you get 
uh, Wretch, and then you go a little bit south, then you get Sworn Vengeance, so some northwestern uh, connection going on there. So go check them out. You can go check out Sworn Vengeance. The band Wretch, though, go check out that tape. Uh, I don't have a cassette tape player hooked up so we can play here, so what I am going to play is off of the digital release that you can also go out and find, Wretch's Wretch Demo 22, uh, which, again, that tape was released very recently, like within, I think, like the last month. And uh, the demo was officially released back in May of this year, so May 23rd. Go check out the tape, but if for some reason you don't have uh, the means to play a tape, like I don't have the tape deck set up to do recording off of, uh, we're going to listen to it off there. Their first track is a dual track. And we're going to play them both because it's all one track anyway. It's Wretch and Nothing to Me. So here we go with the band Wretch. And then right before that was a new band. This was their first show. And it's kind of interesting. They're from, uh, I believe, Spokane. I know they were from like the east, or, east side of Washington. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Spokane. And they were tight. Dude, that shit was really sick. Just like heavy shit, really big money shit.
that sounds like a demo. Yeah. That certainly does. That lo-fi production, the bass overpowering the guitar in the very end there, <laughs> and just sort of feeling like, uh, yeah, you know what? If this was tweaked and mixed a little bit better, this would definitely be hitting a lot harder. But I can imagine that that's exactly what to expect when you see them live. And, right? That sound. And check out the tape. Right? Like I told you, this is the, from the demo version that's digital that you can go out and find uh, from Wretch, Demo 22. But get out there and check out that tape. It's cool. It's a cool band. Uh, I hope they make their way here. They're obviously not too far away. Sworn Vengeance made their way here from Northern California. Yeah, I think Ret. I think Wretch can make it happen. Right. I mean, we got a we got a pretty vibrant hardcore scene coming back right now. So, yeah, it will it will be a thing. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Once again, thank you to One Scene Records. Go check them out, One Scene Records HC, and then go check out that big cartel page for 12 bucks, and then I imagine some shipping. You can nail both of those releases, you know, one each from uh, Sworn Vengeance and the cassette from Wretch. So get out there, do it. We're going to stay in Northern California area for the next band. The next band is Hunting Lions. We were talking about lions hunting earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Hunting Lions, they're from Northern California, being that they are current and former members of the bands Swinging Utters, Roadside Bombs, Resilience, Bell Tones, Burdens, and Hometown Addiction. Handful of those bands I'm very familiar with and enjoy immensely. Roadside Bombs, also fantastic. Vocalist for Roadside Bombs, Ben is also doing vocals here on Hunting Lions. Really excited about that release that should be coming out next month. Glad they released the single early. That single is called The City. We talked about that earlier on in the show. Let's get into that single, The City. Here is Hunting Lions. I'm naked. 
Hunting Lions. I dig that song primarily because of the sound. I audibly, it's very pleasing, but I like all those bands that the the band members are involved with, so it's not surprising, even though they're not all like the same type of band. It blends together and makes something pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I like the keyboard sound, or the sounds that the keyboards are adding to it. A huge fan of Ben's vocals. One thing I'll point out, years ago when Cox Bar came to the U.S. and they were playing at Punk Rock Bowling, they did, a, I think, a couple shows in California. Somebody he did, was, did a terrible interview, but I watched it because it was Colin, and uh, a guy from like some no-name university, and I hate to say it that way, but it's not something that I know. But yeah. in California, right, does an interview with him, and the band that he pointed out that he enjoyed seeing and that recommended other people should check out was Roadside Bombs. So, oh, nice. you know, that if somebody like that, I know there's a lot of Cox Bar fans out there, so if you like the band, definitely <laughs> worth a check out, right? And obviously we were just listening to Ben and... Uh, all the other members of all those great bands. We played Hometown Addiction within the last couple months. That Belltones album is one of my favorite albums of this current year. I definitely need to check out Burdens and Resilience because I'm, you, you know, I like what they're doing here. So those two I'm not that familiar with. But obviously Swinging Utters as well. We've played yeah. Swinging Utters on the show plenty of times. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times in my tenure. I think once at least. At least but. once. And yeah, I probably played them over on Punkanoi Worldwide too because I know we played couple different times so great bands nonetheless and then what the song was talking about the city the city was never mine you know that self-realization that you know we love our cities but I, I think that it's true for sh I'm sure for San Francisco because I just have heard <laughs> anyway but so many of us in our cities we, we see them in a sort of decline of some sort right you know there's so much growing and building that they're kind of growing out away from city centers, you know, more mm -hmm. suburbs and so forth. And then you oh, yeah, start getting some more, not, not to the extreme, but what Detroit became, you know, you're getting parts of, you know, smaller sections of that in bigger cities, not like newsworthy, the entire city's gone, you know, whatever uh, else they said. Or if you're like us, yeah, we got a very small uh, metropolitan area, right? And we are like 90% suburbs, right? We are, but they are. But what's worse is they're building up all those uh, little luxury apartments in the middle of, in the middle of our little uh, microcosms, right? You know, not necessarily uh, just downtown, but all the way out towards uh, Rose Park and all the way in Sugar House and and even some areas of South Salt Lake and uh, Northern Murray. They're getting all these uh, nice-looking apartments, but they are shit. They are built so cheaply, right. and they charge up the ass for residency there. Why? Yeah, because the people who are uh, having these things built, these, uh, uh, these, God, what do you call them? The people who are buying out the properties. Property investors. Okay, yeah. Yeah. They live all the way on California. Right. They're just sitting there uh, making sure the shit goes up and that the money's coming in. Yeah. They don't care. Right. They don't give a fuck about us. They don't care about the homes they're leveling, the families they're desecrating, and the literal way of life, the ways of life that people and business owners in those cities have to do right. to keep alive. And all those cities you named are the ones that border the Salt Lake City metro area, the, the mm -hmm. city center, as it were. All of those are those little cities that are right there on that outskirts before you start even getting out to where I am, because I am out in uh, a 
20, South Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 25 minutes from downtown, to, yeah. in, from the Salt Lake City proper. Yeah, along the among the furthest west and south of <laughs> the areas surrounding Salt Lake City. You're right. Yeah, not exactly daybreak. Yes. <laughs> yeah, daybreak is the furthest west and south you can go, save for Eagle Mountain. And the more southwest you go in this uh, valley, the more boring it is. Holy it's true. shit. It's like Eagle Mountain doesn't even have a Walmart out there. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is good, but at the same time, that's how, that's how destitute it kind of is. Right. Uh, but... But yeah, that's, a, that's enough uh, talking shit on the uh, current living situations in our city. Right. The, the song, The City, caused those, uh, that discussion, the reflections, because you know, we can kind of feel that, you know, though Ben's singing about San Francisco, but, uh, you know, relatable, even though it's specific. So awesome, though. Hunting Lions, I'm really excited for what's come, what's to come from that band, and it'll be out in January from what I have read. Uh, before we move on, because Eric's going to get his older, lesser known real quick, I just want to mention that Brick City Rescue is the compilation or where the proceeds, all proceeds are going to Brick City Rescue when I was talking about that fight animal abuse, that uh, compilation that Liberty or Death Records put out, and there are 37 bands. There's a bonus Christmas track that is Italian Blood doing Silent Night, holy shit, and... You can get out there and play it. We've played so many of the bands, talked about so many of the bands. We'll get more into detail on more of those bands, probably on the next episode, maybe play a track or two. Back to this episode. Eric, uh, older, lesser known, what'd you pick? Why'd you pick it? Well, I picked a little song from a little Canadian band called Propagandi. <laughs> uh, Propagandi, they are a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to a shitload of uh, skate punk, but Propagandi is one that I keep coming back to. little history on these guys. They formed in Manitoba in uh, 1986. Manitoba? Manitoba. <laughs> the Mantuba. <laughs> and like I said, they're known mainly for their uh, skate punk sound and probably best for uh, what they, the sound they adopted mid-career, particularly from uh, Today's Empires, Tomorrow's Ashes where while always pushing uh, far-left socio-political messages, they took more of a serious approach in their lyrical presentation. But that's not what we're going to be talking about today. Today we're going to be talking about their first album, How to Clean Everything. <laughs> now, their early work was aligned more with the likes of No Effects, and that while they were serious about their messages behind their lyrics they presented, uh, they presented it with uh, hilarious and arguably immature song titles. Uh, some of which is uh, stick the fucking flag up your ass, you, you, up your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. And then <laughs> Hali Selassie up your ass, this might be satire. And a bonus track off of their, uh, the 2013 reissue of How to Clean Everything, Homophobes Are Mad Because They Can't Get Laid. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're obviously saying something of uh, valor here, but come on, <laughs> these song titles are just so fucking dumb. I love it. Uh, but that was a gimmick that, ba that skate punk bands were using a lot in the 90s, as well as a lot of uh, metalcore bands in the 2000s. Like Every Time I Die and Devil Wears Prada, Chiyotos, they had some of the stupidest song titles. But hey, that's what got the, the youth's attention. They're just like, okay, this is our style of humor. It's dumb. But then you read the lyrics and you listen to the music. It's like, oh, these guys are actually pretty... Uh, 
Uh, they're pretty lucid and intelligent and uh, very well thought out. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, don't judge a damn song by its title. And <laughs> nowhere is that more prevalent than in today's subject, Ska Sucks. <laughs> ska Sucks is, uh, it's got a complex history. It's pretty, it's pretty bizarre. I know. On the surface, it's, uh, it's basically them railing against the sprouting ska revival in the 90s. And they even make a jab to the specials, Message to You, Rudy. It's like, a message to you, Rudy. Fuck you, Rudy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And despite the fact that the song is, by design, a ska song, the, you know, the little swingy percussive ribbons and the upstrokes, the lyrics are in juxtaposition to it. <laughs> And yeah, it received some rebuttal from uh, ska fans, while others actually took it as their own, and they even covered it live during their sets, just as sort of like a throw the joke back at Propagandi. Nice. <laughs> and but since then, Propagandi has uh, disowned the song, having only played it once in the last ten years. At least that's what at least that's what the article was saying when I read it. Wow. So yeah, and there's more. There is more to it, but. Before I go further, let's listen to the song and have a laugh, shall we? Ska sucks. Like I said, surface level, it's just them making jabs at us, at a lot of ska bands. And I think, oh, yeah, that's just them poking fun and just being like, yeah, ska sucks. Just sort of taking on the identity of, uh, of some people who are less enthusiastic about the genre. <laughs> but no, it apparently goes a lot deeper than that. And like I said, this is a pretty complicated history, this song. And this was, uh, this was based off an article I read from uh, Punk News. Well... It's uh, basically a read from a chapter of Aaron Carney's book in defense of ska. And he's talking about this song. Okay. And it goes, the story goes that the song was written to initially mock Nazi skinheads who would come to ska shows. 
and actually enjoy themselves. They even adopted the fashion and they danced despite their, despite their simultaneous efforts to destroy the otherwise tolerant multiracial subculture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, all right. So, Propagandi, they, they were dealing with uh, some Nazi people and they were, yeah, they were pretty uh, well, well prevalent in the 90s and in Canada as well. But... That is just a very bizarre, a very specific setting of inspiration. I don't know how much water this holds. I'm just sharing it because I think it's interesting. <laughs> so then again, it's like, what stance is Propaganda even taking? Are, is it just them like uh, interrogating a Nazi, telling them, Scott sucks, man. Don't come to the shows. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is... a. This kind of fails as an anti-racist, anti-Nazi song, but and in doing so makes it fail as a parody. So I don't know what to make of this. All I know is that the song is funny. <laughs> and but one thing was uh, uh, their singer Chris Hanna. He said that they were writing it and they only expected to be heard by the ten people who saw them play at the Albert. And but they eventually recorded it and had it released on this album. So it's like okay. You just uh, gave us this this funny song that's a jab at a genre with this very convoluted history, and well, I guess that's what makes uh, makes you popular. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fact that you're good musicians or that your songs are actually really good, but the fact that you just developed this whole mythos behind one of your most popular songs. I don't know if it's true. I'm not saying it's true. This is just me quoting secondhand information. <laughs> but you can read the article. It's on Punk News. Just type in Punk News, Propagandi, Ska Sucks, or read the book. I don't know how else to say it, and you can make your own opinion based off of that. But I will be talking about Propagandi more in the coming episodes because I actually really love Today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes. That is a solid album. Awesome. It's a great album. I will be talking about that. Eventually, sometime in the next five months or five decades, we'll see sure. what happens. At some point. Next up, we're going to be playing a band from Vrbaz, Serbia. It's V-R-B-A-S. Uh, the band's name, I put in Google Translate, and Google Translate told me it was Slovenian for the music of the madmen. And the band's name is Musica Pol Poludeli. I don't know if I got that right, but it's M-U-Z-I-K-A-P-O-L-U-D-E-L-I-H, The Music of the Mad Men. Uh, the band started way back in 1997. I came across the EP Brothers recently, and it was released November 6th of 2013, so it's been out for a while, been out for about nine years by the time I came across it. And I really liked it. A lot of really good tracks. Had a hard time. I might even play something else. I might have some, a theme. And another track that I chose not to play because I thought maybe at some point soon I'll do a theme. And this track will go with the theme. <laughs> anyway, we're playing another one because, uh, like I said, a lot of great tracks. I de definitely recommend going and checking out that EP. It's called Brothers. Uh, great band. Get out support the band. They've been around since 97. I don't know if they are put out new music to Bandcamp page. I think this might have been the newest release. But... Uh, support the bands. The music's still there. Still going to them somehow or another. And Bandcamp Friday is next Friday, everybody. So start mm -hmm. putting those uh, 
stuff that you hear on the show that you like or wherever you come across the stuff and start putting them in that basket. Put them in that cart and then support the bands on January 3rd. Yep. And all you, and all you uh, bands and creators out there, put those singles out or the fifth. on that day. Right. January 5th. I think I said the 3rd. I meant the 5th. January 5th. Put those singles out, all those little new releases on that day. Make sure you get it. Strike while the iron's hot, my friends. Yes. Get something. If you didn't know, they're doing Bandcamp Fridays. Their plan is to do it at least for the next 12 months. I, it sounds like they want to continue to do them, but uh, at least the next 12 months, including next Friday. Here's one that you can add to your list. I like it a lot. The band again, Musica Polude, Poludele. Poludele. Yeah. What do you something think? Like that. Yeah, something like that. We'll go with that. The name of the track is We Won't Give In. <laughs> I think I said we won't give in right before the song started. I apologize. That was a mistake. We won't <laughs> give in. We won't give up. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It is, but the song, if you're looking it up, you're not going to find one called We, Want, yeah. or we Won't Give In by them. It's We Won't Give Up. Yep. Um, yeah, I doubt that we'll be <laughs> chastised by 
mis by misplacing one two-letter word with another two-letter <laughs> word that, in the grand scheme of things, ultimately means the same fucking thing. Right. But yeah, for uh, technical purposes, like Dustin said, look up, we won't give up. Up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, even I can't remember. <laughs> it's on Brothers. Uh, I like it. The other songs are great. I had a hard time picking just one off that EP. What did you think of the band? Hey, it was good. Right? Cool stuff from Serbia. You never know. You're going to find good stuff everywhere. Open your mind up to it. Yes, be a part of your local scene. Enjoy. Those are the bands you're probably going to see the most. Those are the bands you're going to create probably the stronger bonds with. Maybe go out touring with, whatever. But yeah. great music exists everywhere. It is great. Yeah. Especially when it sounds like it came from the UK. Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's got a bit of an old school uh, Lion's Law sound to it. Nice. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like Lion's Law, but this isn't France. This is a little southeast of that. Right. <laughs> yes, Slavic oi. Yes, it's great stuff. Musica poludele. Poludele. I'm, I'm going to stop saying it because I'm probably screwing it up. <laughs> uh, again, they're awesome. Go check out Brothers. We have one last Christmas song of the season, and I thought it was very fitting because of, you know, Christmas isn't specifically for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also uh, over. It and is. So it's like Christmas. Yeah, we don't care anymore. Right. And so this song's fitting. The Decline. We talked about them early on. On P Records, they released the single, I Never Cared About Christmas, December 23rd of 2022. I think the day before that is when I put out the Christmas episode for Punkanoi Worldwide. So I put it out before this could come out. Happy to be able to play it here since I didn't have the opportunity to include it there. Uh, I never cared about Christmas. Go check them out. They're from Perth in Australia. They've had other releases, other releases this year, but they did do this release as a single for the holiday. And for all of you who don't care about Christmas, here is I Never Cared About Christmas. <laughs>
Unfortunately slash fortunately, depending on how you celebrate it. Right. Uh, funny song. Uh, I like the story, you know, progressively, you know, getting through the story. Uh, I enjoyed it. What would you think? <laughs> yeah, it's just straightforward uh, poppy skate punk, but, yep. uh, but yeah, it's still funny. I think religion sucks and capitalism too. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of things that are relatable. And then maybe, you know, somebody out there can change your mind on things. You know, you don't, maybe you don't have to change your mind completely on things, but we can open our mind to things. And I'm not speaking exclusively about Christmas, by the way. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we're talking about Easter too. Yes. <laughs> uh, and don't forget St. Patrick's Day. Don't forget Arbor Day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Boxing Day is a thing. Yeah, in Canada it yeah. is. <laughs> anyway, uh, great stuff. Last holiday track of the holiday season as we are moving into the new year. By the time you hear us again after this one, it'll be episode 400, or the 401st episode anyway. And on episode 297, uh, we won't be playing holiday tracks. We'll be yeah. moving on into the new year. No more. And within the first month of the new year, SLC Punkcast will have hit the big 3-0. Yep. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. And Eric, we are on to some live shows and stuff like that. We, we were busy on the last episode. We didn't really cover mm -hmm. a whole lot there. And uh, I, I haven't gone to see anything. I do hopefully plan to go see Bouncing Souls this Friday with a bunch of local bands like oh, uh, yeah. Racist Kramer and so forth. But I will definitely be there. Yes. On the other hand, you, have you seen anything? Yes. In the le we're going back a couple of weeks here to the uh, 16th, where I attended uh, Parker McIntyre's fifth annual anti-Christmas suicide prevention benefit show. Yeah, it's a mouthful, but <laughs> it, was, it was worth it. Yeah, the anti-Christmas suicide prevention benefit show he does every year, and this was the, this was the fifth one. Well, he wasn't able to do it in 2020 because reasons. <laughs> but this is the fifth one that he has done. And every year he brings in a different lineup. Uh, my band played it last year. And this year we had Deathblow, The Ulteriors, Sac Religion, Violent Umbrest, and of course, Parker's band, Captain Daniels, and the Sunnybrook Sailors. And yeah, they play every year. And why not? It's his, it's his show. It's his band. 
you got to have a house band. <laughs> but yeah, literally every single show has had a different lineup. And yep, they all fucking kicked ass. I was, uh, I did unfortunately arrive too late. I missed Violent Unrest, just barely. And I got to see some of Sacrilegion, though most of that I was admittedly playing pool with my friends in Marine Corps. So... Sorry, <laughs> but I got to see some uh, got to see some Captain Daniels, their their bevy of pirate folk punk. I really love their I really love their style. It's fun, and then Ulteriors, man, I've seen Ulteriors for so many years, and I will continue to see them. They are just a blast live. Fucking Ike and his wife just uh, going back and forth on the vocals, and Ike, doesn't matter how old he is, I'm sure he's 40-something, maybe closer to 50 than 40, and he is still just, like, he's just holding true as a punk rock frontman madman. Awesome. He just looks so manic when he's on stage. He's just got this uh, glassy-eyed stare and just staring at everybody like he's about to do something horrible. <laughs> but then offstage, he's, like, super nice, super swell, maybe a little awkward, but he's a great guy. <laughs> And Deathblow, oh, it was a party. Uh, Deathblow, they, probably the best part was when they played Prognosis Negative. They said, they said that they hadn't played that song in a couple years, at least live. I'm like, okay, good. That was my, that's my favorite song by you guys, so thank you. <laughs> and that's beer awesome. was spilling and going all over the place. It was a, it was a rowdy, rowdy set. And, <laughs> and why not? It's Deathblow. They're the Thrash Kings of Salt Lake City, and they're like the reigning champions of it, and the sole survivors. So, yeah. Thanks for uh, continuing to bring that fucking, that fucking energy, guys. You kill it. Anyway, that was, uh, that was the only show I attended in the past uh, couple weeks. The, uh, yeah, December being December, not a lot of shows happened in the last week, but quite a few shows are happening happening this week. First up, we have Moon Wizard playing with Tact, Simeon, and Mighty Liars over at Urban Lounge. That is going to be $12. starts at 7 p.m. Now, the 30th, there's uh, quite a few uh, shows happening on the 30th. I mean, three shows, which is still quite a few, depending on how you look. There is a benefit show for Chaucey. And he was a cook at Aces High Saloon, but has been diagnosed with uh, uh, lupus. Mm. And, yeah, which, uh, which has uh, strangled him, in a manner of speaking, to the point where he can't work, and now his medical bills are piling up. So, yeah. You can kind of see the urgency of this uh, benefit show. And this show will include performances from Horrible Penny, Hi-Fi Murder, Wield and Woe, and Social Stigma. That starts at 7 p.m., and it's a $15 entry. So, so yeah, pour your, heart, pour your heart out to somebody who is in critical need. Right. I've been there. I've been there. Jobless and medical bills piling up. It sucks. Right. So I accepted you know, any form of charity. <laughs> So, yeah, that is happening. Also happening at Urban Lounge will be Eagle Twin and Hemwick. That's going to be a 21-plus show, by the way. Urban Lounge is a bar, and it's going to be $10 starting at 8 p.m. I will be at Bouncing Souls that night, including with added support with Racist Kramer, Wicked Bears, and The Anchorage. 
That's going to be at the depot. Starts at 7 p.m. If you haven't got your tickets yet, it's, it's about 50 bucks. But yeah, yeah, it's it's worth it. Bouncing Souls are always worth it. Come on, <laughs> come on. This will be like I think my sixth or seventh time seeing them, and I love them every time. Right. Then on the 31st, New Year's Eve, Black Lung is throwing a New Year's show with Cudney, Real Flip, Sleep Cult, and Card Trick. And there will also be a... I'm forgetting a show on here. It's not written down. Give me one second. Well, while you do that, I will mention the... uh, Got it. Okay, there you go. (laughs) It is the uh, Zodiac Killer uh, CD release show. That will be at The Beehive. And that starts at 7 p.m. as well. That'll include Bound, Mannequin Twin, and Ribbons. That's going to be a brutal one. The hole in the... The floor is going to have a a few more holes in it. (laughs) Zodiac Killer is brutal. And that show was originally going to be at your mom's house, but another show had taken up occupancy there. Okay. That is my show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is my New Year's party slash Halloween redemption slash benefit show for Rough Haven slash Landon Hale's birthday party. Yeah, you thought the anti-Christmas... uh, suicide prevention, whatever thing was a fucking mouthful. <laughs> I got you beat, Parker. Anyway, that is a... Uh, yeah, first and foremost, it's a birthday party for my best friend, Landon Hale. You know him as the photographer throughout Salt Lake City. If you're in a band, he's taking a photo of you. Trust me, he has. <laughs> and And yeah, his sister wanted to get a birthday party thrown together for him and make it a surprise party because we never really had the chance to celebrate his birthday. Not just because it lands right on the new year. He is a January 1st baby. But he's always out of town. He's always doing something else. He's, <laughs> he's all over the damn place. But we have convinced him to stay here, and he is going to be attending what he assumes is just a benefit show for his uncle's charity, that being Rough Haven. But we're going to surprise the fuck out of him. It still is a benefit show. It still will be supporting Rough Haven, which is a charity um, designed for the cause of uh, rehoming misplaced and also abused pets. Okay, cool. So, yeah. If you love your dogs and cats and other uh, little animals, then, yeah, come here and throw some money our way. Right. We'll make sure it gets to, gets to the right place. It's awesome. Yeah. However, please come by and buy our merch. We still, we still need to pay off <laughs> some people. <laughs> but we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay. So I guess you can uh, put two and two together and figure out who is playing there. First off, I'm playing there. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> also playing will be Goat Sifter, Suffocator, Marine Corps, Skullfuck, and Bad Mouth. That is going to be at your mom's house. Uh, it's going to be starting, uh, I say, 5 p.m. I say 5 p.m. because then people will start showing up around 6, and that's what I want. And uh, we don't have a set donation. Just uh, give what you have. Please do. And, yeah, that about sums it up for uh, all the shows that will... Yeah, that will see out the new year. Okay. I don't really have anything. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything coming up, not until uh, two weeks into January. So we'll leave it at that. Awesome. A couple shows I'm going to mention uh, on December 30th 
If you are in Reno, Nevada, head over to Altura's Bar, and you can see trifling bitches who have a CD release party going on, and you can also check out Skinny Pete and the Meats and Wizard Colors at the show. It's a $10 show, and you can get the CD at the CD release party. starts at 7. Uh, the seller stage is where it'll be at Altura's Bar, it looks like, so head over to Reno. If you're anywhere near Reno, go check out Skinny Pete and the Meats. I enjoyed them uh, a lot when they were at Crash Festival. Good stuff. Uh, January 7th at the Plaid Pig in Tacoma, Washington. You can go see Millhouse, The Scoffs, Bitchflex, and Division Street. Uh, it's a 21 and older show, but also only 10 bucks. That's in Tacoma on January 7th. Doc Rotten, I really like this band. They're doing an East Coast tour. It's going to start on January 12th, go through the January 21st. They'll hit places in order, such as Jacksonville, Florida, Ocala, Florida, Sanford, Florida, Gainesville, Florida, and then Charleston, South Carolina, Charlotte, Charlotte, or Charlestown, Charles, so Charleston, South Carolina, <laughs> and there's also a Charleston, West Virginia, it looks like, that'll be on the 19th, and Roanoke, and then back to their home state in Trenton, New Jersey on the 21st. I like Doc Rotten a lot, so you should check them out if you're anywhere out there on the East Coast. And finally, as I do on all the shows, Destination Chaos. It's January 28th through February 4th in the DR. You can go to Puerto Plata in Dominican Republic and go to the Experience at the Senator Resort. You can go see all the bands. That's a week-long thing, so you don't have to do you know, 40 bands on 10 stages and whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you don't have to add another one of those to your thing. You yeah, go spend exactly. a week during the wintertime when it's cold, somewhere where it isn't cold, and go check out some bands on the beach, such as Iggy Pop, Descendants, Parquet Courts, Gogo Bordello, Peter Hook and the Light, and as I've said every time, they are performing Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures, that's definitely worth getting to go to see. Amelin yeah. the Sniffers, Bouncing Souls, who we're going to go see on Friday. Shame, The Chads, Amigo the Devil, The Bronx, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Starcrawler, Grade 2, A Giant Dog. That's a band, not just an actual giant dog. The, <laughs> the Cat Lady, which is also a band, not just some cat lady. Uh, Moscow Death Brigade, Los Barracks, Lemmy Winks, Thick, Shido, Crazy in the Brains, Vicious Dreams, that band Thick. I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw it on several people. They, they like post all their best albums of the year, best releases of the year, and I don't know why people start doing that shit in November and do it in December. I like to wait. My list is long, and I want to make sure I don't miss anything, so I try to do it in January. But anyway, I did see that band thick on all sorts of people's releases, uh, top releases of the year. So a lot of great bands there. It's an all-inclusive week of music, comedy, drinks, because there are several comedians that will be there Every single day as well, you'll get a mixture throughout the day of doing like guest DJ stuff, which is probably like at the pools, and then they have stages with uh, the bands, and you got four to five bands every night, plus some comedians. Get out there and check it out. You can head over to DestinationChaos.com and get more details there, or you can just head over to uh, DestinationChaosDR on Instagram and get details and head over to the website from there. Eric... That's it. That's all I've got. Anything? Well, you mentioned that there was a band in there called uh, Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks, and I indeed did. Yeah, you indeed did. And if I may be permitted to uh, say something on the ground, you know, in reference to today, from beyond the grave, Lemmy Winks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they meant. 
Maybe. <laughs> uh, that would have been... That would be funny. I was thinking of, uh, of playing some uh, good... Uh, uh, Motorhead punk covers that because they do exist out there. Motorhead was in he was in line with all the punks that band. Right. You know that was like the only rock and roll band any self respecting punk could say that they loved. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not saying that like I have experience. I mean, but every punk that I've met loves Motorhead. But that was what like journalists. Uh, said back in the day, back in the 70s, it's like, here's Lemmy hanging out with Sid Vicious and Joey Ramone. You know, if you remember the covers episode we did, we did a cover of the Ramones, yeah, R-A-M-O-N-E-S, which was written by Motorhead as a tribute to the Ramones. Right. You know, and I, it's, still, it's still so funny to me, a band covering a song that was written about them by somebody else. That's awesome. <laughs> it's fucking, it's still so funny to me, but... <laughs> uh, but yeah, alas, we will. N I am not mourning uh, Lemmy today. I mean, I am. But this episode is not about Lemmy. It is for the recently deceased Terry Hall right. of the Specials. Yeah, we got. We have too many rock star deaths in December. Right. Right now, there's just three off the top of my head. We all know about Joe Strummer, and yeah. we all know about Lemmy. And now we have Terry Hall that just added to that list. He died of pancreatic cancer. That's too bad. That, that just sucks. It sucks. It sucks. You know, and being that I already did a tribute episode to a uh, fallen punk icon, I'm not going into detail of the, uh, the iconography of Terry Hall and the specials because, well, I, I don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I did not have enough time, but I will be talking about the specials because their first album is my favorite album that they released, and I really wanted to talk about it. So, why the fuck not now? <laughs> so, yeah, the specials, I'm also going to give us a little, a little history lesson here. Like I said, I'm not going to go into too much depth, but... You know, maybe next year I'll give a specials tribute episode or a Terry Hall tribute episode. We'll we'll see. Maybe next year I'll do a Motorhead tribute. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, like I said, if we put too many specials back to back <laughs> in this punk ass, it's going to start to lose its, uh, it's going to lose its, uh, I don't know, momentum or nobility or whatever, but... We'll have to start a new podcast dedicated to the specials. Yep. <laughs> the special. <laughs> Not specifically the specials, but they'll be included in, in specials. Yep. You can, <laughs> yeah, you may say that this is a special episode. Yes. It's a special-based episode. Sure. Why not? Anyway, the specials. They were founded in 1977 by Jerry Dammers, who was the keyboardist. And also the uh, Tim Strickland, he was the original vocals before Terry Hall came in and replaced him. There was also uh, Linval Golding on guitars and vocals, Silverton Hutchinson on drums, and Horace Panter on bass. Soon to, uh, they will soon be joined later on by Neville Staple, also a vocalist, and Roddy Radiation Byers on guitars. Nice. He's simply known as Roddy Radiation. I'll be talking a bit more about him here. Uh, but you want to know how omnipresent Joe Strummer is in this uh, realm? Well, he attended one of their shows, and he invited them to tour with The Clash. And they also briefly shared management. Awesome. So that's pretty interesting. Anyway, the specials, they have a stance against, they took a stance against racism, which was intrinsic to their formation. 
and in that the band was to include white and black people, mixing their musical cultural styles to create two-tone ska, black and white. There you go. So yeah, their the whole style, at least their physical style, their attire, it was a congealment of the mod rude boy skinhead attire. So two-tone tonic suits, pork pie hats, loafers, and also Doc Martens and suspenders. Cool. So that was the that was the whole idea. Everything was all inclusive. Now their self-titled debut, which is what I'm gonna be talking about here. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, yeah, I just predicated that. So. <laughs> One thing that was interesting that I didn't know about it, it was produced by Elvis Costello. Oh, like, oh I didn't know it either. Yeah, there you go. Learn something new every day. Right? Elvis Costello. And yeah, it fully encapsulates a first wave British ska while injecting a punk rock's anger and urgency into it. And it includes the classic percussive ribbons and rhythms and big horn passages that was known in uh, traditional Jamaican ska music. And that was the thing of like all the uh, all the black people coming in to England. They were immigrants from Jamaica, so right. the Jamaicans came over to England, brought their music with them, and a lot of the and a lot of the punks and skinheads just sort of really took a liking to it. Hence, two tone ska <laughs> was formed, <laughs> and that was the thing. They brought a guitar to the forefront, whereas a guitar was used as a secondary instrument in uh, most ska music. So. That is pr- that is pretty cool. What it kind of set it apart from uh, the Scott and reggae music, right? Just a just another f- contributing factor. And one thing that was funny when I was researching uh, some of the specials songs on this album, I listened to it, but I never really dove into the history of it. And I was fucked to realize that hey, a lot of these songs are covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of their. Uh, yeah, some of their hit songs, like Monkey Man, that was originally by the Toots and the Maytals. Too Hot is by Prince Buster. Uh, Too Much Too Young is a reworking of Lloyd Chalmers' Birth Control. And Stupid Marriage is also dipping into Prince Buster once again, uh, reworking his song Judge 400 Years. Cool. Yeah, and also, you're wondering now, I will be talking about that song later on, it was sung originally by a duo named by Andy and Joey, and it was originally covered by the Scottalites. Oh, nice. So, yeah. And then, Do the Dog, which is one of my favorites, just, Do the Dog. Do the Dog. <laughs> that's, all, that's just reworking Rufus Thomas's Can Your Monkey Do the Dog. Okay. Yeah. So... Again, these songs that were just uh, lovely covers, and they made it their own. They awesome. became their own classics. Case in point, A Message to You, Rudy. One of the most seminal ska songs of, the, of that whole genre. Yes, a message to you, Rudy. A message to you, Rudy. <laughs> that song is originally by Dandy Livingstone. Okay. Yeah. Who would have thought... <laughs> Well, I guess uh, specials aficionados would have. I'm not an aficionado. I just love the music. And, well, I did my research on this, and this is secondary information that I am just uh, spouting. I'm nothing more than just a mouthpiece, I guess. <laughs> so, so, yeah, call me out on it if it's wrong. Open, open it up and uh, become make me and the people, all other listeners, more well-informed. There you go. But anyway, uh, Rudy is a variation for the term rude boy. That was uh, always a mystery to me. I'm like, okay, who the fuck is Rudy? 
<laughs> yeah. Who is this Rudy? Why do they keep telling him to stop messing around and start thinking of his future? But it was more of a statement to all rude boys. They just call him, hey, Rudy's. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, that made sense. It was used in Jamaica originally to refer to derelicts, the thugs, the sort of outsiders. And, of course, the uh, ska fans, they just took that term and made it for themselves just to be like, hey, we're ska fanatics. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the song, like I said, it be, like I said in the uh, lyrics, it's uh, talking about heeding a warning to uh, such characters to start thinking of their future. True. You know, stop your messing around, better think of your future. <laughs> so yeah, I built that song up enough, but it's so it's typical to play that song. Everyone and their dog knows that, that fucking song. Right. The specials have uh, made it their own, but they do have some originals on this record. Quite a bit, actually. One of my favorites is Concrete Jungle. Now that was written by Roddy Radiation, originally for his punk band, The Wild Boys. And it's about his, uh, not exactly upbringing, but his uh, uh, just living in, uh, uh, in the city of Coventry in a council house in this little mining village called uh, Kersley End. Okay. And it was a mining town. People were coming in and out of there for work, a lot of which were skinheads who lived in the uh, pit houses. And Roddy, he wasn't a skinhead. He wasn't even a punk. He was a rocker. He, him and his friends were all about the Rolling Stones, and they grew their hair long and just sort of adapted to their style. And that just made them a prime target for getting beat up. Because, <laughs> yeah, the skinheads, they're the tough guys. They're the ones that have a bone to pick with everybody. And just... So eventually Roddy moved out into this uh, immigrant neighborhood in Hillfields. And during his residency there, changed his style to be punk rock. Cool. Of course, that made him, ironically, even more of a target for the local <laughs> thugs. So that is the, uh, so yeah, that's where the song Concrete Jungle was written. And it's got a, it's got that classic uppity ska rhythm. It just makes you want to dance. And you're just like, yeah, I'm enjoying hearing this song about a guy who was scared to walk home and was avoiding all dark alleyways and, uh, Trying not to get jumped. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Again, two-tone. You have the black with the white. <laughs> right. So, I, so, yeah, Concrete Jungle, it's an interesting song. And it just, like, it, like I said, it sort of, it, exemplar, it exemplifies what two-tone was about. One of the many things that it was. So, yeah, I just love how the music makes it sound happy, but it's talking about a very, a very serious subject. Right. Yeah, and a very personal one, too. So... And I also just love the fact that it was originally a punk rock song. But Roddy Radiation joined the specials, took the song with him, and made this classic.
so yeah, in a lot of ska music, we know the guitar to just be sort of the uh, secondary rhythmic section, whereas the bass is sort of uh, being a little more free and just sort of uh, uh, just kind of holding its own with the uh, percussive parts. Right. The the guitars are keeping that more like a steady beat. That but here we actually hear some more. Uh, uh, God, these. These sort of uh, bluesy licks on the tail end of uh, of these little verse passages. Right. So that's what that's what they're saying when a guitar is brought more to the forefront, just to kind of give it more of that uh, uh, more of that rock feel to it. Cool. So yeah, I really like Concrete Jungle. And damn, was I hard pressed to find a second song. I thought I knew what songs I wanted to have, but upon listening to this album, I realized I like a few a little more. <laughs> and I also didn't want to just make it, you know, the songs that everybody loves and which uh, are also covers. I mean, one of my favorite songs out here is Too Much Too Young. I love that song. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a lot of fun. And I love the... And I just love the uh, lyrical passages. You know, you, you sh you're married with a son when you should be having fun with me. Oh, oh. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't choose that one because it's, it's long. There is a live version of, their, uh, of the deluxe edition, but that's kind of a cheat. <laughs> and it's shorter. But, yeah, this, the original clock's in at about six minutes. And I'm like, well, it's a little too repetitive so, yeah, I scratched that one. <laughs> but again, I was like, man, what the fuck else do I choose? I really love Do the Dog. I love Monkey Bone. I love the... Uh, what was that one? Oh, yeah, <laughs> You're Wondering Now. Though I am kind of cheating on that one. You're Wondering Now was another song that I could not part with. I knew it had to be played on this episode, but it is not being played now. It'll be played later. <laughs> What is going to be played now is the uh, aptly titled Little Bitch. <laughs> yeah, Little Bitch. And it's, it just sounds like a uh, man's song just being like, yeah, I fucking hate women. It's not like that. It's not, it's not meant to be a misogynistic track. If anything, it's calling out, calling out rich girls and their constant materialism yeah, just the just the fact that materialism gets so gets too severe to the point where they base their entire personality around it. That still exists. This yep. song was written how many years ago? Like uh, forty some odd years 40 ago. Forty years ago, yeah. And it's still like even probably more relevant than it was. Oh yes. <laughs> You know, in that everything has been handed to them and they still complain on how their lives are such trash and they are just so horrible and that they'll never have enough. Right. But they will never be self-sufficient. And then they're just like, they're also calling out attention whores who throw pity parties and yet never do anything to change their situation. It's just, it's just always claiming attention. It's just always claiming for that shit. Right. You know, and that's just in the first verse. <laughs> Well, no, it's throughout the whole song. But the first verse especially, it depicts these problems that would be big deal to a big deal to a children, such as like wetting your pants or like waiting for mom to come home. It's like, yeah, when you're when you're a kid, you're still you're still not self sufficient, right? You know, you're still kind of getting a handle on life and just sort of uh, figuring shit out. 
But at the end of the verse, it reveals that her age is 19. <laughs> I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> the second verse uh, calls out how they base their personalities on material worth. Like I said earlier, it is, you know, it gets to the point where it's like, you look at somebody and you base their whole personality on what dress they are wearing or what type of clothes they are wearing and just figuring out where did they get those? Is that a Louis Vuitton <laughs> or is that a Jean-Paul Gaultier? Mm, is that a Rolex watch that he's wearing? Right. This is actually something that was called out in the book American Psycho. You know, if you don't know American Psycho, uh, read it slash watch it. It's fucking insane. It is one of the craziest books and movies I've ever watched and it's brilliant. But one thing that's interesting, it's, uh, it's depicting the life of this, uh, this psychopath who is also uh, someone who works on Wall Street. <laughs> and every time during the narrative he introduces a new character, he, before he mentions their name, he mentions exactly what they are wearing, like in full detail. And then he introduces the character. Wow. It's, yeah. That's what we're going at here. <laughs> that's what we're going up against. That's what the second verse is all about. And the third verse is just when that need for attention gets so out of hand that they will go as far to attempt suicide just to get eyes on them. Right. It's like, yeah, you attempted, but you never really wanted to follow through. You never wanted to commit. It's that old uh, saying, you know, across the street for attention, down the street for results. Right. You know, don't. Don't put that into practice. Right, do not. <laughs> yeah, seriously, if anything, this is uh, dissuading you from, from following through with those things. And just, right. uh, and just all you attention whores, lighten up. Not everything revolves around you. When you find that your wealth is all you have left, you'll, you'll be fucked to realize that, you know, you can't buy your way out of death. Right. And who's going to surround you on your deathbed? Right. Those wads of cash. <laughs> exactly. Uh, live, live rich, die rich, I guess. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's what a uh, little bitch is all about. Now that I spoiled the whole fucking uh, synopsis for you, let's actually listen to it. One, two.
that's for all you Rudys who got fucked over by the wrong people. <laughs> Man, maybe not even uh, fucked over. It's said that this song was like a sort of calling out somebody directly like uh, it was one person maybe two people who were the inspiration behind such a such a rage-filled scott track <laughs> uh, to call them out on their uh, you know all their bullshit but regardless it still made a great song just another piece of the puzzle that became such a great album right so yeah the specials i mean arguably if it weren't for the specials along with the likes of the Whalers, the Agrolites, the Selector, the English Beat, you know, the whole second wave of ska from England. We wouldn't have the Bostones. We wouldn't have Op Ivy. We wouldn't have Sublime. We wouldn't have, you know, Streetlight Manifesto, Real Big Fish. I mean, for better or worse, ska really uh, took off because we had bands like the Specials. Right. And the Specials were, yeah, they were awesome. I am so stoked that I managed to see them live. At one point in my life, just once, once was not enough, but at least I got to see them once. Right. Yeah. And it, it sucks that, it sucks that Terry Hall is gone because now we'll never be able to get a full blown specials reunion. True. I'll talk, I'll be talking more on uh, Terry Hall once we uh, bring another special song back at the end of this episode. Whoa. So, so yeah, let's, uh. Let's uh, get back to the task at hand <laughs> before I start getting into uh, some, more, some more grim territory. <laughs> well, the Greg Covered Cover album I'm playing is a combination of two EPs because the band released two EPs in 2022. First, we're going to go with the band Lost Legion, right? They've released Bridging Electricity. It was three tracks, two in a cover on June 1st, earlier this year, and then they released uh, I Hate You Like I Hate the Police on October 31st of this year. So, uh, And that one had four tracks, I believe, on it. So two different EPs. Uh, the first, the band's from Chicago, and I want to thank Mike Longshot. He's awesome. Uh, does LSM vinyl. Before that was Longshot Music, and you can go find vinyls on Pirates Press. If you go over to Pirates Press website, you can find the LSM vinyls there. Buy them directly, which includes the first one that we're talking about, Bridging Electricity. And I'll talk about that in just a second. The band specifically features members of Warrior Tribes, Primitive Teeth, Fuerza Bruta, and more. Uh, like I was saying, thanks to Mike Longshot, he shared this out. And I want to point out that the Bridging Electricity the vinyl is released here in the U.S. on LSM Vinyl. You can go to Europe. It's released in Germany-specific, I believe, on TASM Records, uh, which stands for Try and Stop Me Records, a uh, great label that puts out a lot of great stuff, just like Mike does. Mike's just an awesome guy in general. I was happy to get to meet him in person here recently at the Crash Fest, but we've had him on the show, plays in a lot of great bands, does a lot of great stuff with his label and just in general. Uh, for the stuff that we're interested in. The release on LSM Vinyl Bridging Electricity it is a limited first pressing, uh, well, the limited first pressing, rather, sold out before it was even off the presses. The limited repress of 300 units is a clear vinyl with a screen-printed B-side. It's pretty cool. It has, it's probably like a lightning bolts is what it looks like. 
I'm going to show Eric. Right there's what the the printed uh, yeah. B-side to it is because it's a 10-inch and there's only three tracks. But yeah, uh, or like a totally mangled tree branch. It could be that too. Yeah. <laughs> the album's called Bridging Electricity, so that's why I was going with maybe some lightning bolts or something like that. But well, maybe the maybe the tree is so mangled as a result of electrical shock. <laughs> that's true, and we're only looking at like a half of the album. It's like peeking out of the sleeve. Uh, it's really cool. You can go over to LSM Vinyl or TSM Records to get it. Uh, they did do a cover on it. It's a cover of the Go-Go's classic Tonight. Plus, then they have the two originals, which are Bridging Electricity. I played that on Punkanoi Worldwide back over the summer. Because uh, that came out in June, so I think I played that in July. And on this episode, we're going to play a second track from it, which is The Game. It's the other original track off of it. So, like I said... Two EPs. I'm going to play one track from each EP because they released two EPs this year. Last thing I want to mention is that in June of this year, Lost Legion made Bandcamp's lists of new and notable as well as best of punk. So congratulations to them for that three track doing that. Let's get into the track, The Game, off of Bridging Electricity, and we'll talk about the other EP in a moment. First one. The first? 
Yes. Well, not a bad first step forward, I will say. Right? Good stuff. Go check out uh, that release, Bridging Electricity. Lost Legion's awesome. Uh, like I said, they put out two. That one is on vinyl already, so you can go over to LSM Vinyl, courtesy of Mike Longshot or TASM Records if you are over there in Europe. Go check that out, Bridging Electricity. The second release, not on vinyl yet, but uh, I have a feeling because it's, uh, it's pretty good as well. So the second release, again, it came out October 31st. It was Halloween of this year. And on Halloween, they gave us I Hate You Like I Hate the Police. <laughs> you know, I just want to think that they would just totally turn audiences on their ear with just a simple, like, five-minute song that just says, I don't. <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. Maybe that would be the case. I don't think that's one of the four tracks, but maybe it's the fifth hidden track. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> uh, the track that I'm going to play off of I Hate You Like I Hate the Police from Lost Legion is Do My Circuits Make You Nervous? So let's get into it. Uh, second track from Lost Legion off of their second release of 2022. Here we go. Great track there, Lost Legion. Do my circuits make you nervous? No, not really. <laughs> so does that grant me passage or something? <laughs> yes, yes. You now may pass, and uh, that's Lost Legion. I put them in the great cover to cover album because they had two cool EP releases of the year. Awesome. So go check them out. Go check out that vinyl over on LSM Vinyl. 
We are going to wrap the show up. I'm going to kick it off with my final new metal track of this long gap. I think I played like two different tracks that weren't new metal throughout that whole window. And I want to say I started back maybe in like March or something like that. I forget. But something <laughs> back then. It's been a while. It's been the majority of 2022. And I'm going to play some other stuff. I'm not saying I won't ever play a new metal band again. It's just I won't be doing a nine-month-long segment of uh, new metal tracks to wrap up the show. We'll be doing some <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> I think it'd just be like me where I just, uh, you know, do the Rolodex. Right. It's like, yeah, we'll see. Uh, what was I listening to this week that was not necessarily punk or hardcore? Okay, some uh, weird-ass uh, uh, metal song or some weird comedy rock song or a disco song? <laughs> Not yet, my friends. Not yet. I have a handful of, of various metal tracks, probably a few that would be considered maybe like hard rock. Uh, definitely going to play some uh, miscellaneous alternative music. Not, you know, I like uh, Nirvana, I like Soundgarden and those type of bands from that era, but the other bands that might not have got that type of recognition, those are the bands that I'm looking for. I'm playing alternative bands. So look forward to those type of things, at least for me, because we're done with new metal after this band, and this band's more new metal adjacent than maybe specifically new metal. But they were out in that era, just like so many of the other bands that were playing that I played on this show. They started in, in 1997. The band is Load Point Pull. They're from Kansas City and Missouri. Uh, I believe it's their first album, and it's called We've Come to Take What's Ours. That's the only album I've got of theirs. Uh, came out March 27th of 2000. I saw this band when they came to Utah, and they were playing at the Tower Theater. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, that's a, that's a relic. <laughs> right? So, that was pretty awesome. Never, never seen a show at the Tower Theater, but I've been there. Yeah. But, damn. To think of that place as a venue, that's, that's pretty substantial. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It was great to get to see them. Uh, you know how drummers throw out their drumsticks and guitarists yeah. throw out their picks and all that. I've only got one drumstick ever in my life, and it was from the drummer of Load Point Pole. I still have it. It's autographed, has his name on it, says Load <laughs> Point Pole. It was beat to shit because that guy had like a possessed look while he was drumming <laughs> the whole time. He kind of had some long hair. I think he had some like eye makeup around his eyes, make his eyes look even darker, like shadowed and oh, yeah. crazy looking. And he just kind of had that possessed look while he was playing. Pretty awesome. Very memorable, obviously, because I'm telling that story now. <laughs> right. Uh, I, got a, I got a few sticks in my day. Probably the, the one that I remember the most is whoever was drumming for Black Flag when I saw him back in 2014. I don't remember who it was, but his name is on the stick. Got the little bars on it, but I got cool. it signed by Mike V because awesome. he was singing for them. He still is, but uh, the one I do remember I got was Brandon Steinecker from uh, Oh, Ransom. awesome. That would I be have awesome. his drumstick. I'd be happy with that one. Uh, that, that's awesome. This is the only one I've got, but at the time, there were a handful of bands. I know for a while, right after this album came out, I was super excited to get to see them live, and this was definitely like on repeat for me, this album at that time, way back in 2000, so a little over 20 years ago. But I still like this track, my favorite track off the release from Load Point Pole, off of We've Come to Take What's Ours. The track's called Sentimental Genocide. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me too. 
Open your mind, open your eyes, open your mind Yeah, we got a strange fascination With crime and money and fashion Get shot, walking as a back door Shot down, sitting on the front post Knock, 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 let me in Not by the hair of my big man's head So I'm sure you hadn't heard of them. <laughs> I have not. And actually, I was just trying to look up the lyrics to what uh, to that song just to see what they mean by sentimental genocide. Because that just sounds very oxymoronic. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, we're sorry, but we got to kill you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, but anyway, I'm not really finding much uh, in the Google scape, and my battery is almost dead, so I'll... I'll have to figure that out on my own time. <laughs> well, Load Point Pole, uh, probably not that active as a band anymore. I, th I think the last thing I saw them release was maybe around 10 years ago or so. And uh, I liked him at the time. I hadn't heard the song in a while. I just knew, like, yeah, I really like this band. Uh, this is what I'm going to finish doing, like, the new metal type of stuff on. And like I said, it's more new metal adjacent, not so much new metal itself. But... Uh, Coming out and seeing them, you know, listening to them at the same time I was listening to all the other new metal. Uh, at the time, I it felt like the song was slower than what I remembered it being. You know, the tempo of yeah. the song was kind of like, yeah, this is this is slower than I remembered. I thought it was like a faster song than this, but uh, nope, it was a little bit slower, and I was just remembering it. Well, 
It's been a while since I've heard it. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm wrapping up on my new metal segment, uh, my long extended new metal. Uh, you know, I don't know if that was quite as long as when we did metal. We did metal picks to, uh, at the end of every show from episode 100 to 200. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I don't know if it was quite that long, but it was a while. Yeah, but it was, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It's uh, nice to mix it up every now and again, though. Yes, it certainly is. I mean, I play a lot of, uh, I play a lot of metal tracks on here. And it's, but then I do something out of the blue. Like, remember I did that uh, Paul Bunyan song? That's what I was thinking when you were talking about comedy songs. That was the one that popped into my head. Like, yes, yes yep. you do. <laughs> Just like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's sort of like Captain's Law. Anything could go in that. Right. In that section. Um, well, let's wrap the show up. Reason. I'm done. You have a track. There's a reason why we switched it up uh, on this episode. So let's, uh, let's get into it. You were alluding to it earlier. Yes, I was. It is the song You're Wondering Now by The Specials, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's The Specials version of this track. And yeah, I just I wanted to have this song be the sort of uh, closer for this one because I, uh, I feel it a more necessary placement considering the events surrounding, surrounding the specials. Right. You know, that being that Terry Hall passed away recently with, uh, you know, from pancreatic cancer. And in doing so, I want to give a, bit of a, give a bit of a tribute to him because, you know, why not? Right. <laughs> yeah, so Terry Hall, the man was born in Coventry, England, 1959. You know, and he grew up in an industrialized area working uh, such industrial jobs for uh, low rages. And his first band was a punk band called Squad. They didn't really uh, do much. They released a single called uh, Red Alert. But then he joined the specials in 1979. But he left after their second album, the More of the Specials, was released in 1981. And he founded Fun Boy 3 with uh, Linval and Neville from the specials. And he, then he went on to form Colorfield in 1984. He teamed up with uh, Blair Bobth and uh, Anucha Gross in 1989, and they played as a trio. He formed the band Vegas with Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics in 92. He went solo in 1994, and he continued to collaborate with a myriad of musicians well into the 2000s, including the Gorillas. Wow. So, yeah, that's sort of a rough uh, synopsis of his uh, life. He has been... He's been all over the place, incredibly musically active. With relevant bands of the yeah. time, right? It wasn't just like, hey, I started in 79, I'm doing stuff with bands in the set, set, that have been around that long. It's whatever bands, not you know, every band, but relevant bands of those times as time progressed, he was involved with those bands. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He did eventually uh, reform with the specials in 2008, and they continue to they continue to do a bit of touring. They continue to uh, uh, they continue to play some festival shows, and they eventually released an album in in two thousand nineteen called cool. Encore. And yet they continue to go on just up until up until recently. Throughout his uh, throughout his life, um, Hall suffered from well, he struggled from a lot of depression and dealt with a lot of uh, PTSD after he was abducted and sexually abused at the age of 12. Hmm. And, in, and during, this time, during this time on Earth, he, ha he got addicted to Valium at one point, 
He attempted suicide in 2004 and afterwards was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So, yeah, the man was, as talented an artist he was, was a mess up there. Right. And it really sucks that some of the best, uh, some of the best artists are, you know, writing songs about pain and all this uh, struggling and just these crazy, you know, these crazy ideas that are happening in their heads. They're coming from very real places. Right. And that's what... That's what sucks for that's what sucked for uh, Terry when he was alive, and just to like add insult to that injury, he gets diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and that's what that's okay. what ultimately took him. Yeah, it's it sucks. It does. It really does suck. We lost way too many musicians in December. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we we all know about Joe Strummer. Today marks the anniversary of Lemmy's death, the five year anniversary. And now we have Terry Hall to add to this uh, roster sheet. So I figure the best way to end it is the song you're wondering now, because because if not simply for the lyrics, you know, you're wondering now what to do. Now you know this is the end. Curtain has fallen. Now you're on your own. That's just sort of like where the specials are at right now. They don't have their seminal vocalist to help keep it going. So what's the specials going to do now? Well, we don't know. But what us fans are going to do, we're going to keep listening. And we're going to continue doing that right now. Everybody out there. You can't come in. You can't come in.
saying You're wondering now What to do Now you know this is the end What more is there to say but R.I.P. Terry Hall All the rude boys weep in your wake Right And yep, that that does it. That's the end of this episode. Well, you can find uh, us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player, FM, Podvine, and SLSPodcast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram at BloodClotNYC, at RetchHC, at OneScenerecordsHC, at HuntingtonLions707, at Propagandi underscore official, at Musica Polidele, which is M U Z. I-K-A-P-O-L-U-D-E-L-I-H at The Decline Music, at The Specials, at Lost Legion Chicago, at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Ow. <laughs> you can find Eric at Ow. Yeah, you can find me saying Ow in the <laughs> podcast studio here. <laughs> Banging my elbow on the fucking table. <laughs> uh, you, can find my, you can find me on my Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric, E-R-I-C, underscore S-L-C. Um, my bands you can find on Instagram and Facebook. Anonymous you can find at, ins- at anonymous underscore band official on Instagram and on Facebook at anonymous SLC. The apathetics on Instagram are at the apathetics.slc and at the apathetics on Facebook and check out our band camp, stream our music, buy our merch at anonymous slc.bandcamp.com and the apathetic apathetics.bandcamp.com. Uh, check out my other podcast on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. You can listen to the episodes on anchor.fm if you type in lead melodies. And you can also find it on Spotify. And be sure to check out the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. Be posting some flyers. If you didn't catch the shows here, catch up on the Hardcore page. Excellent. Bands of Frown on Facebook at Blood Clot Official at Huntington Lion 707 at Rose City Rock and Roll at Propagandi at Musica.poludele at The Decline Music at The Specials. Load Point Poll has a Facebook page. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you one and all for joining us all the way up to this point. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate listening. Hopefully you find some great music. Go check them out on Bandcamp. Go check out all the bands. Follow the bands. The least we can do is go follow them on their social medias. Keep up with what they're doing. Follow them on Bandcamp and so forth. Support in any way you can. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Oh, I do have some uh, final thoughts. I mean, another 52 episodes down. Right? <laughs> yep. And we'll be seeing you in the new year. But before that, I will leave you with these uh, parting words. There was something that I was uh, noticing. Uh, that I noticed in a sort of a weird situation. Um, and this also became like sort of a Thanksgiving speech. <laughs> but it also, uh, you know, it also carries over into the new year as, you know, we got to stop living our lives by comparison of others. And how I came to this was in a very odd situation. I was driving one day and I was looking at the gas prices, which... If you live in this country, you know that they've skyrocketed mm-hmm. the past uh, couple of years. Fucking money grubbers. Right. Trying to make up for the fact that oil's 
stocks plummeted during the pandemic. It became like what negative ten cents. <laughs> so now they're like, okay, we gotta uh, we gotta make some of that money back. Yeah, thanks, dickheads. Right. But that was sort of the thing. Is like I'm seeing uh, gas prices. I'm like, oh, gas is now a uh, three dollars and sixty cents per gallon. That's actually still really bad. It but is. it's good by comparison because well, like a month prior, it was four dollars and five cents. Something like that. And then that sort of uh, sent me down the rabbit hole thinking, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're only looking at things as they are now. They're good by comparison, but they're still not good. They're conditioning it, you. Yeah, that's what it is all about. <laughs> so I'm like, then I took it out of the socio-economical uh, uh, spectrum and just started thinking, yeah, remember when we always used to say back in the old days, Back when times were easier, things were so much simpler back then. Well, really think about that. They're simpler now because you went through it already. Right. You know, it wasn't that simple back then. So, you know, now that if it happens again, you know how to handle it. I guess the point I'm trying to make is if you're constantly looking back and sort of longing for simpler times, one, as I just said, they weren't that simple. You just are... You just have a different uh, frame of reference now. Right. But also, the only time, and this is a booze and glory lyric, <laughs> the only time you should ever look back is to see how far you've come. Right. It's like, yeah. Because, I mean, this year's been a shit show for me, friends. <laughs> it's <laughs> been all over the fucking place. Um, yeah, critical highs, critical lows. Not a lot in between. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, I know that I will be looking back this time next year, and 2022 is just going to be not exactly a footnote, but it is going to be a time that most of which I do not want to repeat. And that's but why now, we don't repeat the songs on the show. <laughs> sometimes we do. <laughs> most of the times we don't repeat the songs on the show. <laughs> sometimes we do, but for good reason. As, as I said, it's like... A, yeah, accept your past, accept that it's happened, but carry those lessons over into the, into the new year. Don't be, you know, if you focus too much on the past, you lose sight of the present. Right. And in doing that, you lose sight of bettering yourself, moving forward. And I'm trying to move forward from all the shit that's been happening to me this year. You know, keeping, I'm keeping prospects up of of the stuff that I care about. Right. Move forward, friends. We'll see you in the next year. Play the fucking outro. Outro.